Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today, I'm starting a new segment where I'm going to bring in somebody from the Spring Hills team, and I'm going to just highlight that person. So uh, the person that I brought in first, uh, brought on the podcast before, and we talked. To, I think we talked about serving, um, and you're going to have to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Garrett? Yes. <laughs> so this is Garrett Bruner. Um, same name as me. Spells it different. Uh, spells it like Garrett Ward. They're the guys that do it right. I do it wrong. I'm not sure why my parents did that to me, um, but that's okay. So we are going to do a Spring Hills team highlight, and I'm going to do a few different episodes of these uh, each month. And um, today we're going to be talking to Garrett Bruner. And the, the goal here is just to let you guys know um, Garrett Bruner a little bit more. You've probably seen him around. He's been at Spring Hills for a long time. Um, and, uh, what's going to end up happening is I'm going to do, uh, just get, get some basic information about you. And then also just like how long you've been at the church and things like that. But I'm also going to add something into these that are a little bit different. Um, and what I did, and I hope I'm going to be able to do this with people in the future too. I know you well enough, Garrett, to be able to do this, but this is going to be, uh, there's going to be five random questions throughout that I did not give you beforehand. You do not know the answers to these. They're not difficult but they're random enough for you to probably be like, why in the world are you asking me that? Well, each answer has something to do with some, it somehow ties to you. Okay. It's going to be some way tied to Garrett Bruner and what I know about you. Okay. So before we get started with that, I'm going to, I'm going to get some basic information from you just so people can get to know you a little bit more. Um, Just let people know who you are. And then, you know, if they might know you here, what teams you serve on that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so I'm Garrett Bruner. I serve on the children's ministry team, I guess would be the main one. Um, I help out with the jam pack services. I lead the nine fifteen and 1130. So when we hear the kids screaming the Bible verse yes. over there, that's typically, I think you're the loudest one. I think you get them the loudest. Yeah. Am I right about that? Yeah, that's, that's mostly me. Um, I think some people try it, but their heart's not quite into it. Um, no, I've been in there when you do it. <laughs> and it's, it's, um, it's intense. You get those kids really, really loud. And I've heard, when we're in the green room, we hear it. And every now and then we like start looking around like, what is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the kids <laughs> doing the verse. And yeah. it's pretty funny because you do see the reaction, especially the people sitting on the patio. You'll oh, yeah. see them turn around, their heads kind of turn because we can hear you over here. Yeah, uh, it's that's actually really nice to hear. It's It's kind of funny because that's a jam-packed tradition that goes all the way back to when we didn't have a classroom oh, okay um and we only had like i think 10 kids at the time or something like that we we're slowly building it up we really had a small number but we didn't have a classroom we were out in a big stone hallway that was echoey and it was kind of one of those things where it's like i wonder was if we can be so loud campus? that brett's like we have to get, yeah it was long oh, okay. before this cabinet okay so luther um, burbank probably this was luther burbank yeah uh for those who weren't here at the church at that time or have no idea what the luther burbank center is uh it was originally built as a church and then that church dissolved or i don't remember the history on it oh, but, i don't think i knew that uh yeah so it was originally built for a particular church and then uh this was a long long time ago i think there was a if I remember right, Spring Hills was at Luther Burbank, and then there was a place in between Luther yes, Burbank and here. there was. So we were at Luther Burbank, but we were at the smaller of the two theaters. So Got there was it. a yeah, large yeah. theater and a small theater, and we were in the small theater. And uh, anyway, the the main service was in that small theater, but then you had this big, long stone hallway with some offshoots. And there were some classrooms at one point, and then... Uh, for a variety of reasons, I don't know if it was rent or if they just didn't want to make stuff available to us. We were having some trouble with getting classrooms. Sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, so for a while, we were just kind of out in the hallway, which in and of itself is not a not a terrible thing. At least you were indoors. 
Yeah, we were. Yeah. <laughs> well, the youth group had a time where they were not indoors. They right. were in the little fold up tent things. So, Great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fortunately, we were indoors, but um, we were in this big stone hallway. And so uh, Bill Krulish, who was the leader of Jam Packed at that time, uh, kind of said, well, why don't, why don't we just see if we can get them to shout the verse loud enough that Pastor Brett can hear it while he's preaching? Yeah. And so that was kind of a, a joke and slash a motivation for the kids. And uh, we've used that ever since because it gets them up, it gets them screaming God's word at the top it, of their lungs. It gets, them, it gets them to expel some energy too. Yes. We should ask Brett. I honestly don't know if Brett hears it while he's preaching. I don't um, know if he's ever heard it except once. I know there was one time because we did actually get a classroom after this. Uh, oh, where they, God. It, okay. It was so loud that he had to stop for a moment. Here, <laughs> since we're in the green room, we typically have the door open in there um, and just to get, you know, just the airflow or whatever. But we can, it's pointed right over towards the warehouse. And so we hear, we hear it, but it's, I don't want to say it's faint. We hear it's very obvious that we're hearing children screaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, so we uh, we can hear it, but we should ask Brett sometime if he can hear it. But yeah, so you you help with Jam Pack, but one of the reasons I wanted to bring you in today is because you help in a lot of different areas. Um, you do a lot of different things throughout the church. Your parents, you guys have been here since I think you were a kid, like a little. Yeah, kid. I was about three when my parents first started coming. Okay. Um, one of the funny things is like. They consider that they actually started attending Spring Hills about an, a year after they first started coming. And the reason why is that they were actually part of another church, and it was part of the church merger. They were essentially scouting out Spring Hills. They were spying. See, yeah. Essentially, I they think, were looking I forget to who see. I brought on and talked about that, but it was somebody else that was talking about that, too. It might have uh, been, it uh, Brett been Brett Sackett or somebody. No, it might have uh, Well, it, Brett and Andrea maybe. Sackett have been on, too. Yeah, so yeah. maybe it was them. They, they were probably the ones because basically my parents were looking for a pastor to give a church to, essentially, yeah. um, because they had a congregation and they had a building, but, but they, they didn't, didn't have, have a, pastor. a pastor or any kind of leadership, and they weren't really in a position to be able to just hire one. Right. Um, now, we did the story of Spring Hills, and this is way back on the, the podcast feed now, but um, it's a four-parter, and Brett and Eve talk through some of that stuff. And it's very interesting. So that would be, I think that's on, I think that's on the first episode of that. But if you guys are interested in hearing more about that, um, there was a merger near the end of the first year that, that really helped Spring Hills grow. And a lot of those people, I shouldn't say a lot of uh, quite a few of those people, I still think are around, around here. Cause I think Ron and yeah, Carrie Myers there's, were there's there. still a few. Uh, um, well, and so and Ron and Carrie Myers, I believe there were essentially there were two groups. There were the groups that came to help Brett, plant the church. Right. And then there was the group that came over from California community. Right. And if I remember correctly, uh, Carrie Meyer was part of the group that helped Brett plant the church, plant. The they church. were, they were here with the, the core group. I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. And, uh, so yeah, the, uh, the Sackets and my family, there might be one or two others left that were from California. I, There's there not probably a huge is. Number, There's not a but, ton of them, but it's because it was small anyway. But to, yeah. to say we're near 30 <laughs> years after and they're still here, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so this is I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off with our five questions here because this is gonna be five random questions. And um, the reason that I'm starting with this question will come clear in a little bit here. But I want to see. This is a trivia question. I want to see if you can get the answer to it. We're gonna keep score, and everybody that I bring in, I'm gonna keep their score. And then at the end of this, I want you to challenge somebody, okay? okay. Somebody else that's on the Spring Hills team. And uh, we're going to see if this works. Like, I, this is just an idea I've got, and we're going to see how much it works. So the question is this. What is a sudden electrostatic discharge that occurs during an electrical storm? 
That would be a lightning strike. Okay, you are correct, Garrett. That is, you are one for one. Do you have any clue why I'm asking you about lightning? Uh, yes, I do actually. This has to do with uh, when we had a bunch of equip- equipment outside. Yes, yes. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> so let me let me paint the picture here. Um, now a lot of you know about the lightning because there was a fire that happened right after the lightning, but. Previous to that, we had been doing all the services outside. Now, Garrett, you also, part of the the way that you serve on the team here, you had helped us by um, coming on Saturday nights and you would stay here as a security guard for all the equipment that was outside and you would keep an eye on it. So one thing that some people maybe don't know about me is on Sunday mornings, I wake up very, very early and I like to be just up and around before I come to the church. So I'm up by 4 a.m. on Sunday mornings because I like to wake up that way at, you know, the 815 service, I'm not still waking up. It's like lunchtime for me. Um, So I'm up and I'm sitting on the couch. I had no clue that anything was going on. And I get a text from you saying that you needed some help. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And so like, I look outside and it was, it was insane. The, the The lightning was going nuts. And so I I rushed down and it is pouring down rain like to like I'd never seen before on my way down. I've got videos on my phone just because I had it like recording the whole way to the church. Lightning is going insane. And you and I for I don't know how long we were out there. How do you know? I think we were only out there. F- well, I think when you got there, we were only out there for about five minutes. You were already out there I when I got here. I had been trying to save the like temporary canopies we had over stuff, and I th- I think I managed to save like two out of the like six. Or it was eight a that mess there. out there. It I can was tell you that. so hard. Um, yes, and <laughs> let's point out those canopies are metal. Yeah, and then the stage that we had was if you guys can picture the stage that was outside. It was a giant tent, and at the top of that tent was like a ten foot metal rod which is basically a lightning rod. Yeah. So, which it shouldn't, I, I don't know. It's not a lightning rod. It's not designed it's, to be a lightning it's rod, but it's definitely a giant So you and I are p- pulling equipment in, and I'm like looking onto this metal stage with lightning striking not far from us because it would strike and we'd hear the thunder pretty it, immediately. Pretty, yeah. And it was, not, it was not very far away. And I just looked at you and I'm like, I'm not going up there. Like, I'm not <laughs> risking it. And I think you ran up and you grabbed... I forget what it was. You grabbed something or you covered up the drums. I forget what there you did. There was a piece of equipment that was, um, I think it was a, a mixing um, board or something. It was, there something was, some was up there that you grabbed. electronic piece of equipment, and I was like, well, I mean, I can grab that. That's It's not heavy. And Anyways, it won't take so long, that was an experience. I'll never forget that. That's why I asked you about the lightning. And uh, one of the reasons I also wanted to bring that up is just because it points out another way that you serve in many ways around the church here. Um, but I want to ask you a few other things just about your about you. So tell me about your family, uh, your job, and things that you're just about yourself. Okay, well, uh, I was... Born as the fifth member of the Bruners. Um, so I have two sisters, Lorbell and Brenda. And then my parents, and you're the youngest, Rod and right? I am the youngest by far, yeah. Uh, the next youngest is eight years older than I am. Okay. So that's a big yeah. gap. <laughs> yeah, it's a really big gap. It's kind of, it was kind of fun because when I was little, I grew, was growing up with siblings. And then when they went to college, I was the only child. And so I got kind of both parts of that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes <laughs> sense. My my wife is similar with that just because she has a, a younger sister. Maybe not the only child part, but like she was the youngest child for a long time and then her sister was born 10 years after her. So then okay. she was like the middle child was like the the designated babysitter after that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, you're originally from Santa Rosa because like you just said, you were uh, at Spring Hills very early. So where did you go to school and stuff growing up? So uh, going to school, 
it actually gets a little complicated, but I went to Piner Elementary initially. And then uh, for fifth and sixth grade, I was homeschooled uh, because uh, one of my sisters was in the, um, was doing musicals and stuff for Piner High School. And they decided to do Music Man that year. And oh, I've when heard I this. was in, I think it was sixth grade. It might have been fifth grade. I don't really remember, ideally. But uh, anyway, so they needed to bring in some younger cast to play the kids. And so my sister got the role of, uh, I think it's Miriam the Librarian. Yeah. Madam Librarian. Yeah, <laughs> that one. And then uh, so I got to play as Winthrop. Oh, who cool. Had a lisp. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and so because we were doing that, my mom was like, you're, you need Did to you get to sing the Gary Indiana song? Yes. I got to sing. I love the, the music, man. Yeah. I love the music, man. I've seen a couple different performances of it. And then I love the movies of it as well. It's a um, great musical. I love, it's, yeah. It's musicals wonderful. are a lot of fun. I don't get to see too many musicals, but I, I definitely, I, I love watching a good musical. Um, so I want to ask you a second question here. This is for, uh, the, Second point on your random questions. Uh, so Tom Cruise famously, uh, for three months, trained to perform this stunt in Mission Impossible 6. I have to remember which one's Mission Impossible 6. Is that the uh, one with oh, the Oh, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to just answer okay. the question. Uh, I assume this is the one where he's hanging off the airplane. Is is this no. the correct stunt? No. Okay. Oh, shoot. I told you. No. No. But you're close. <laughs> you're close. Uh, I'm trying to remember. He's done so many stunts that I can't remember those. After like remember, Mission Impossible 3, I honestly don't remember. It has which. to do with you. Okay. Uh, it will connect to you or what I know of you. Yeah, I think I'm stumped on this one. I, I don't even remember. So which flying one. a helicopter. Oh, is what okay. He did. Now, yeah. you, you, fly, you have your license to fly. Yeah, well, yeah, so I have my license to fly fixed-wing aircraft. I'm a, right. working as a flight instructor now. Right, and this yeah. is where I was going with your job, what you're... And uh, fun fact, so they actually talk about this in the interviews um, for that movie. I remember my mom watching these interviews now. And uh, I remember they, they talked about how um, he actually got his passion for flying from when he did the movie Top, Top Gun. Gun. And uh, that was actually the movie that really got me hooked on the idea of flying. Uh, I think I saw it when I was like five or six years old. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And when I got older, I w couldn't believe that my parents would let me watch it. And my mom's just like, the only thing you cared about in that movie were airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you literally would just fast forward through the rest of the scenes because you didn't care. When did you start to take lessons? Um, I believe I was 18 or 19 at the time. I was... And you're, you're my age, right? School. You're 34, 33? Uh, 32. 32, I'll be okay. 33 Close. in March. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I started when I was finishing up high school. Uh, I was it, My dad kind of just sat me down. I was just like, what are you going to do? Right, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. It's like, you're about to graduate high school. You have to do something. something. So what is it going to be? You're going to fly. And uh, I was like, I'm, I'm going to fly. And so uh, we started with fixed wing aircraft because um it's a lot cheaper to train in fixed wing aircraft sure, than it is sure. in helicopters and i actually just entirely enjoy it i talked to an old pilot recently who started out in helicopters in vietnam oh wow and then transitioned to fixed wings later and i was just like so you've you've clearly done both and enjoyed both yeah. i was like you know which one do you think is better and he's like honestly you fly helicopters if you want to have fun and you fly airplanes if you want to get somewhere sure that being said getting somewhere is just as fun as not getting yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. And so you you've flown helicopters though right uh, not yet. That is on, oh, that okay. is I was a goal of mine. 
Um, I I do plan on flying them at some point. At well, least then I should have asked you about one. the one where he was hanging outside of an airplane. <laughs> I shouldn't have I liked asked the that helicopter one, too. one. Well, the helicopter one was a very interesting scene. Um, well, the airplane one's pretty amazing, too, because he really did that. If you've, if anybody listening has seen that Mission Impossible, I think it's number five. Yeah. And the, he is he gets his jacket stuck in the door, and he's really doing that. He's he's yeah. wearing a special suit, to obviously, to try to keep him as safe as possible. Yeah, to keep um, him attached to the airplane. Tom Cruise is pretty amazing as far as his stunts go. Yeah. It's amazing that he gets people to, with you know, I mean, it would shut down the whole movie if he falls. Oh yeah, and so that would be a you know two hundred million dollar just just mistake you know yeah um, okay so you uh, the, one of the things that I think have always found kind of cool uh, about you is how many different things that I've felt that I, I've heard you say like you're you've been in musicals uh, you fly oh by the way I didn't even ride in an airplane until I was out of high school and I stinking hate it <laughs> we went on a we went on a staff trip in two thousand seventeen I've been on a plane basically one time for basketball to travel from Southern California to Sacramento to, for basketball games and then back. So I guess that's two. And then I flew on our, for our honeymoon, we flew to Hawaii and then it was, you know, the one big plane over and then it was just the Island hopper. Um, and then I flew to, uh, Las Vegas for, uh, a conference with the staff here in 2017. And on, we get on the plane, everybody knows on the staff that I don't like to fly. Like I hate it. I don't know why I can't really explain it. Um, my theory is just that it's that I have zero control over the whole situation. Um, and it just doesn't really make sense to me. <laughs> you know, the logic of a, yeah. this giant tin metal tube just flying. It's just strange to me. Um, even though I know it's safe. So I'm sitting there and as we're about to take off, uh, John Knapp just starts to ask me random, like little, like small talk questions. And I think I remember turning to him and just feeling like, I know you're trying to help and I appreciate it. But it's not helping. <laughs> and I just put my headphones on and I turn some music on and I just, you know, that first one, it just takes off. And I don't fly much. So, like, the feeling when you take off is not yeah. a normal feeling for somebody no, that doesn't not. fly much. Uh, if you fly all the time, you know exactly what you're what you're in for and that little, you know, you, I don't know, you take that little, uh, that force that pushes you back in your seat a little bit more and you feel the the acceleration really quick. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask you this next question as a part of this same kind of kind of deal. Um, so what kind of, this is, this is really out there. Uh, I'm proud of this question though. What kind of shop mimics a body shop that illicitly disassembles stolen motor vehicles and sells their parts? That'd be a chop shop. Yes, it is a chop <laughs> shop. And why am I asking you about a chop shop? Do you have any clue? Uh, no. This is actually something <laughs> you and I have in common. Okay. Which is um, martial arts. Oh, okay. A karate chop. Yeah. You and I have both done martial arts. Um, I believe you said you did Taekwondo. Is that right? Uh, I did Tong Sudo, which oh, okay. is, um, they they generally consider themselves to be more traditional. Sure. Um, but it's another it's another uh, Japanese. Korean, actually. Yeah. Korean. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's, okay. it's a Korean. Taekwondo, I believe, is Korean as well. You're right. Um, I think you're right. The Japanese one is Aikido, I believe. Aikido. Um, yeah, so we, Taekwondo is actually the national sport of Korea and it is more sport oriented. It's kind of like playing a, a game of tag with your hands and feet. Sure. Um, it's who can tag the other person without getting hit type. Right. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Taekwondo or Tong Sudo is, has a more traditional base in that it uses the traditional manuals, um, for their instruction. Oh, okay. The traditional moves and things. But my instructor also, uh, 
I don't remember if he was or if he wanted to be an amateur kickboxer. He he was really into like going into tournaments full on kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fitness nut in the extreme. How long did awesome you do guy, this for? Did you train? I trained for about eight nine years. Okay. Did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. Um, I got to a point where I'd kind of learned everything that I was really going to learn there, sure. and it started we had like an association at the time and they were trying to get a building built on the East coast for tournaments and stuff. And, uh, there just ended up being some stuff where I was like, I, I don't feel like I'm learning any yeah, martial yeah, arts yeah. anymore. And I feel like I'm just having to pay for a whole bunch of stuff. Sure. That I'm never going to get to experience. Yeah. And I was just like, I think I'm going to peace out. I did. Um, uh, did you ever have any desire to do any kind of competitions or anything? Or was that not really in your... You know, the competition side of it wasn't really that enjoyable for me. It was more the learning. Sure how to do it and the fitness aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed like just the classroom, you know, getting to help each other. I know. Or maybe, fun. maybe it's a class, you know, competition within the class. Yeah. You know, just, just to see who's, who's learned more or who's got some clever new trick or something like that. Uh, just the more relaxed side of it, the competition side of it. I, at one point I had to do a, dun- uh, some judging for competitions. That was part of being a part of the association. Is that judging like katas and stuff like that? Like how the form and everything? Yeah. So you'd be on a panel of typically five judges, sometimes three. It depends on what you were doing and how many black belts they had to work with. Uh, but once you kind of like to, uh, the movie uh, Sidekicks, yeah, where they have that that martial arts competition where they come out and they've got the weapon, the one where that you use your your uh, your weapons or um, the what was the one the the brick breaking and like things like that where they judge the different things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in in our our association tournaments, we had forms, we had um, sparring, and then I think we had breaking was typically, which was I love br- board breaking. Uh, sparring was a lot of fun. Uh, the forms, uh, you would get some people that were just like so above and beyond everybody else. Yeah. There was absolutely no question that they were the one, like they, it, it was their life. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. like everything was going to be exactly perfect. And, uh, so the forum competition, it could be fun to watch, but you were always looking for that one person in, in the group that was just so far above yeah. everybody else. It really wasn't, you know, second and third place really wasn't saying much. Sure. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I did. So I did, uh, what's called Shoshu and it's, uh, formed off of Kempo karate, which is a okay. Chinese martial arts. Um, and where, when they brought this over in the 70s uh, by a guy named Al Moore, he brought it over and he created Shoshu out of Kempo because um, okay. he trained in, in China. Uh, and then what was cool was now, now the, ki- the kind of martial arts that I did was if you is basic, it's self de- all self-defense. So it's stuff like if you were walking down the street in San Francisco and a guy comes and tries to jump you, it's it, like it puts a knife you know up towards you. It's how to defend yourself from that situation and not get into a long fight with this person, but basically get out and yeah. stop yourself from getting hurt, right? So it's very um, it's very violent for something for, you know, younger kids, they definitely can tone it down. But yeah. with the adults and stuff, the stuff that you're learning is, is much more like you are fearing for your life in this situation. So here's what you do, and this is how you break this guy's arm. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which means... It is not very good to train in if you want to do uh, MMA fighting because 95% of what we're learning is illegal in MMA because yeah. in MMA, <laughs> you're, you know, in, you're protecting your opponent, essentially. Yeah, you're you not can't actually per- trying do permanent to, damage. 
you're not actually, you're trying, I mean, obviously you're trying to hurt him, but like you're not trying to permanently hurt him or you're not really trying to protect yourself from danger. You are just trying to hurt him before he hurts you kind of thing, yeah. right? Um, whereas in this, it's like, it's very, uh, you know, you tra- we train with a, a lot of different, you know, fake weapons. Somebody coming at you with a bat, somebody holding a gun to your face. Somebody, uh, the funniest thing I always get is like people, when I was doing this a lot and I was a youth pastor and I'd have kids come up to me and be like, what would you do if someone did this? <laughs> but the problem is they'd actually like, they'd swing like their arm at me or something. And I'd be like, don't, don't do it. Just don't. Like, yeah. if you want me to show you really slowly, we can do that. But don't just swing at me because even my block will hurt your arm. I promise you. And so it was always kind of funny. The kid would throw, throw his arm at me and I'd block it. He'd be like, ow. I'm like, I told you, don't do it. Um, but then it was always fun to hear somebody be like, what would you do if somebody was uh, walking up to you and held a gun? And they were, you know, they're like 10 feet away. I'm like, I'd give him my wallet. What do you want me to do? Like I'm 10 <laughs> feet away from the guy. He's got a gun. I can't do anything. From yeah. Here. There's, it's there's just, no magically dodging bullets <laughs> or swatting so him out like, of the air. Nope. Just, yeah. What do you, you my wallet and my phone? Here you go. Um, that was always the, the reaction to that. All right. A couple more random questions for you here. Uh, that'll tie into, to stuff that you deal with. Uh, so what NFL football team plays at Lambeau field in green Bay? That'd be the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Do you know why I'm saying the Green Bay Packers? Um, no, but I do remember the first um, Super Bowl that I ever actually watched was, I believe, the Green Bay Packers. And the I did Broncos. not know that, so that's so not I don't why think I you would know that. that. But <laughs> no, jam packed. So that okay, was why yeah. that was why I came up with that. You told us about jam packed a little bit, so that's why I'm gonna zip right onto this next question. Um, what creature in Scottish folklore is said to inhabit a well-known body of water in the Scottish Highlands? The Loch Ness monster. Yes, and why am I asking you about <laughs> Loch Ness? Um, uh, because you do lock up here. Yeah. Barrett. Okay. So there you are. So if anybody knows, uh, is here near the end of the day sometime, whether it's a, it's a Sunday, well, I guess not on Sundays, but uh, Saturday night or small groups or something in the middle of the week. And there's a guy walking around and he's starting to lock up the buildings. That's Garrett. So yep. you can now put a, a face to the, the guy I'm talking to here. Um, but Garrett, I want to ask you a few more questions about, uh, the Spring Hills team before we we get going here. What drew you to serving on the Spring Hills team? Now you grew up in church, obviously. Yeah. And your parents both serve faithfully for a lot of years. Um, another yeah, another thing, Rodney, your dad. Um, if you look back in the sound booth every Sunday, Rodney is back there on the lighting computer. So that's another connection there. So and your mom was on staff here for a while too. Yeah, yeah, she was. So, yeah, um, what drew you to serving? Well, it was it was mostly the exa- examples set by my parents. Um, Sundays were you were at church. Uh, we were here, originally we were here at like six in the morning helping set up, and then we'd help tear down after mm-hmm. all the services and stuff. So it was an all day a thing, pretty much. I think we'd get out of here at like two or three o'clock. You're a days. pro at stacking chairs. Um, well, so we didn't have to stack chairs originally, but we did have to take all of the right, sound right, equipment right. Yeah. from the back of the auditorium to the stage the clo- and then back. And the closet, right? Yeah. Which was nice. You guys got a closet. That's nice. Yeah, we did have a closet, which is nice. It was a very small closet, and as we got more equipment, it was really funny. We had certain people that were like, their job was to get everything in the closet. Right. It's like Tetris. They were the only ones. Yeah. You literally had to stack everything, had to go in in a certain order, in a certain space. Yep. And, and when somebody to, does it wrong... And you got to take everything out. It's like, come on, man. We did. So I planted a church with my dad in uh, 2013. And um, we had a trailer that we had to take. Now, the first place we were at, we had a closet, which was nice. But 
the second location, we did not. We had a trailer. And we would have to drive that trailer into the middle of the CSU campus where our, our building was, and we had to haul it up this ramp. But it was it was front to back, top to bottom, completely full. And if you did, if you put a speaker in, you know, sideways instead of up and down, it just threw the whole thing off. And you're left with, you know, one cart or something that you're just like, wait, how does this go in here? And you'd walk out and you'd be like, oh, gosh, the speaker you put in first... <laughs> You put it in the wrong way. You put it in you put it in long ways instead of sideways, and now we can't fit this in here. And you have to take <laughs> yeah. everything out. Oh, so annoying. Uh, so you started serving at a young age then. Yeah, I was I – don't, I don't even know how old I was. I probably would have been five or six carrying mic stands. Sure, yeah. And, and music stands and things from the closet. Um, why, and jam, why jam-packed then? What drew you to jam-packed? So jam-packed um, – Bill Krulish actually just – like came to me one day and he's like, Hey, I got an opportunity. I think you'd be great for it. Um, now I had done some drumming, like I'd kind of learned how to play the drums and he was starting jam packed and he wanted it to be special and a little bit different. And so he was, he already had a gentleman who could, uh, play some music, uh, live. So he'd, he'd come in with his guitar, but he was looking for a few more people so that he could have like an actual band. Sure. So it'd be like the the big church. That was yeah, the yeah. motivation for moving up, sort of. You know, it's yeah. closer to what the youth group had and sure. that. But he didn't really have a huge number of musicians to pull from at that time. And uh, so anyway, he asked me, hey, do you want to help out? You know, do you want to come play the drum- drums and then help out with whatever else we need? And I said, yes. I was a terrible drummer. Um, <laughs> could Could not hold a steady beat. Very often, or so very Brett, easily. That would have, that would have drove <laughs> Brett nuts. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, if you put me to a click tra- track, I would have been all over the place. Like, <laughs> uh, I the the guy who was leading the thing was was a real good sport about it. Which oh, good, was nice. That's nice. Um, he was he was he understood what the goal was and and that it was more the having the the band than it was the band necessarily being, being good. Because I mean, we sure. were we we're playing for young kids yeah. and. How old were you? Uh, I was 13. Oh, so you started serving in Jam Packed that young? Yeah. So yeah. you're literally like a 20-year vet here. Uh, coming up on 20 years. Wow. I don't yeah. think I knew that. Now, you also, uh, you keep saying Bill Krulish, which is uh, Catherine, who is Bill's daughter, yeah. is still here. And she's, I think there's a transition now with Jam Packed that she's now taking over for John Barrett. And John Barrett's shifting over to more care ministry. Yeah, so we're currently in the process of uh, kind of ch- changing some of the staff around, and uh, John's taking on the adult ministries, which he's been really good with. And yeah, we had him on last week. Those, he and it's been getting to the point where, like on Sunday mornings, it's very hard for him to be able to focus on one or the other because yeah. he gets, you know, he he's, gets questions he's and he gets in pulled a lot of in a lot of directions. So uh, we're transitioning uh, Catherine Krulish into. Being in charge, of, I think she's going to be in charge of both Jam Packed and uh, four, five, four Five Six, and so I think she's probably going to be going back and forth a little bit at she least is. initially, uh, and then she may end up staying with whichever one needs the most help. Right? Um, yeah, actually, I had Catherine on the podcast two weeks ago. I think talking. I mean, she mentioned a little bit. We were more talking about the teens um, and stuff, but she was mentioned in that a little bit too. That's kind of cool that you started with Bill and now <laughs> Catherine's moving well, in too. Well, so the funny thing about this is, and I, I made a joke about this and nobody that that was there got this except her. Um, I saw her and she mentioned that she was going to be doing it. I was like, oh yeah, it's, you're you're joining the family business. And everybody's <laughs> just like, what? And she's like, my, my dad was, you know, started jam packed and I was like, well, technically speaking, your mom actually started it. Oh my gosh. Um, your dad is the one who named it, 
but it was her mom originally took it on, but she was in charge of the whole children's ministry from nursery all the way up earlier on. Yeah. So she was what John Knapp is doing. Like John Knapp's I yeah. think the, uh, the head of, of all that right now. He's uh he's yeah. Basically she was in charge of everything that wasn't junior high or high school. Um, oh, he's okay. Well, he's over overseeing that too then. Yeah. Well, Garrett, is there anything else that you uh, would find, think would be interesting to share with people? Um, well, I mean, I'm trying to think. It's kind of hard to think of right on the spot, but um, I mean, you've you're you're around too. People, I I one of my my goals with this is people, um, because we've got I think I mean we've got like 400 people that serve in different areas here. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, I mean, especially even with like the band, there's people that are serving, you know, in one area that maybe have never met somebody that's in the band. So like today, actually, in a few in uh, a couple hours. I've got a couple people from the band coming in, and I'm not the same thing. Uh, it's not the team spotlight. We're doing a, the topic of worship, but um, trying to get people to know each other a little bit more. That right. are, you know, I mean, you've been at the church since you were three years old. Yeah, and so for thirty years almost. And so, like, if you're someone else has been here for you know ten years, maybe they've never met you. I mean, it's possible. It's a big oh, church, it's very you know? so, possible. Yeah. Um, anyways, if you if you spot Garrett uh, walking around locking up sometime, that's how you know it's him. Um, he is one of the one of the many Garretts that are that's on campus here often. Um, so I actually I got a text today from somebody being like, "Hey Garrett, would you lo- would you do this? Would you be interested in helping me out with this?" And I'm like, "I'm pretty sure you mean Garrett Ward because <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd have a whole lot to say about that." Let me send you Garrett Ward's number. He's like, "Oh my gosh, wrong Garrett." I'm so like, "It's happening." I do actually have a funny story about that. Um, there was a point where do people think Garrett, you're Garrett Ward? Well, so I've, I I guess I have two stories. I have one where somebody asked to speak to Garrett, and so somebody had just seen me walk to the back of the soundboard to say oh, so hi to my dad, you. and so they brought them over, and then they this person launched into this like highly personal like oh, situation no. that they were going through, and I was just like, I'm gonna stop you there. You got the wrong Garrett, but I'll help you get the right one. And I'm going <laughs> to pretend this conversation never happened. <laughs> I've had somebody come up to me and be like, hey, you told me to come and find you after the service. And I'm like, I have no recollection of that. Can you give me some more? Yeah, I was I was interested in da 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 And I'm like, Garrett Ward. Garrett yep. Ward, yep. Now I just kind of know when somebody comes up to me and I don't have any recollection, I'm like, I think you, you're you probably looking for Garrett Ward here. And every now and then I make a fool of myself. I'm like, no, I'm looking for you. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's up? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, all right, man. Well, thank you for coming down. This is uh, this is just part of our Spring Hills team highlight. Uh, we're gonna see if this five question things works. Uh, you got four out of five. I want you to challenge somebody that's on the the Spring Hills team right now. So who would you like to challenge? And I'll bring them in and do this same thing. Or I'll see if they'll want to. Maybe they yeah, want to. <laughs> you'll have to see if they uh, want to do the interview. Um, it's also a quiz to see if they listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be uh that'd be a challenge. You know, I'm going to I'm going to challenge one of my uh fellow um jam-packed uh teammates. Teammates. Yes. I was going to call them coaches which we sort of used for a while. I don't to be entirely honest, I don't know what term we technically use right now. Leader? Leader. Yeah. That's a good one. Jam-packed leaders. Um I'm Who is it? blank on her last name. Uh-oh. Uh Miss Tracy um So Tracy Tracy, we can figure yeah. that one out. Tracy from the Jam Pack team. Yes, Tracy from the Jam Pack team. I'm gonna figure uh, out what Tracy's last name is because I don't think I. You'll have to introduce me to her at some point on a Sunday. Um, 
bring her over to me or I'll come over to you guys and you can introduce me and I'll, I'll invite her on here. This would be fun to see if she, uh, now I'd have to learn a little bit about her to be able to ask those kinds yeah. of questions, but <laughs> I'll be able to figure something out um, with just a few. I mean, that wasn't, that took me five minutes to do that with you because I know you well enough, but anyways. All right, Garrett, thanks for coming down, man. Um, I'll hopefully get Tracy on here. I do have, I have a couple other people already scheduled to do this. So we'll have a few other Spring Hills team uh, highlights coming up over the next, I don't know, month and a half or so. I'll post these. So thanks, man. You're welcome.